I would look up at my bookcase and Kristen did some, what I like to call wizardry. (laughs) And um, all of a sudden, the things that I was deciding to keep in my home were beautifully displayed in a very thoughtful manner using exactly what I had as my vision. And so I really was able to concentrate my time on sorting and thanking items and releasing them from my life and not the next step of how do I do this and how do I display this and how do I have a system. So it really was doubling my time and effort because she was making it beautiful and livable while I just had to sort. Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the Kamari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified Kamari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Our guest today is Shelly Fuerte. Shelly is an arts administration consultant. She works with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra to program their non-classical concerts and travels the globe as a road manager for various artists, including Jane Lynch and many other Broadway vocalists. Her husband, Art, is an elementary music teacher, and together they direct and perform with an LGBTQ community Latin band. Shelly is also one of my clients. We've tidied for 15 hours together over a couple of weeks. She is an official For the Love of Tidy graduate of Tidy. Today, we will take a deep dive into her Kanmari tidying journey and the impact it's had on her life. Welcome to Spark Joy, Shelly. Hello, thanks for having me. Welcome to Spark Joy. So before we jump into discussing your tidying progress, let's take a step back. Can you remember the moment when you were first introduced to the KonMari method or the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up? What was going on in your life at that time that led you to take this commitment down the KonMari path? Well, I read the book a few years ago. I knew that I needed to do some tidying and just declutter. I'm probably a low-level hoarder, I would say, because, you know, I might need that someday. Uh I read the book and I engaged a friend to help me with my closet. And we got rid of about 25 bags of clothes and shoes. And it was amazing and great. And I meant to keep going on other things. And a few years down the line and new jobs and responsibilities, and that just didn't happen. So what led me to Kristen was that I knew I needed to do something. And I had lunch with a friend and she told me she went on Marie Kondo's website and hired a consultant, which I didn't know was a thing. Two days later, I was at a hotel room in Tulsa, two weeks of traveling in a carry-on bag, woke up super efficient, got so many things done in my day, and sat there and thought, why doesn't this happen when I'm at home? I have exactly what I need. I know exactly where it is. And I know exactly what I need to get done. But when I go home, there's just an overwhelming amount of projects that aren't done and I don't know where to start. So I knew I needed to do something to make my workspace more consistent and productive. So I went on the Marie Kondo website and found Kristen. 
So when you found Kristen, how was it to reach out to her for the first time? Were you nervous about it? Were you apprehensive? Were you excited? How did you feel reaching out to you know someone, an investment really, to help you with this process? Right. I mean, her website was very user-friendly. It was very kind. I loved reading about her and I was excited to support a woman who started her own business. And she responded very quickly. I had a phone call with her the next day and I went into it a bit ashamed. Just, you know, how could I let things get piled up? But I run marathons and I have a coach. (laughs) I've lost weight in the past and I always used some kind of program and someone to help me. And so I thought if I really wanted to get this done, I needed professional help. And I'm a consultant in my own line of work and I believe in what I do in my professional life. So that is not my profession. I knew I needed help. And I'm so glad and grateful that you found me and you recognize the value of coaching. I think that's so important for us to learn this lesson of when is information not enough? When do we need that extra layer of support and professional help, whether it be in our businesses, with our dogs, or with our diets, or with our home? There are professionals out there that can take things to the next level. So I'm so happy that you found me and it was a pleasure working with you. And we had a job in front of us. We should tell uh, the listeners a bit about your space and the project that you had before you. Yeah. So I really wanted to start with my office because, like I said, I felt very productive when I was in the hotel room and I wanted to just get my office in control. And I truly thought that would be one session max. And then we would move on to the living area and maybe the kitchen. The office took two of the sessions and time in between. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing at myself. And uh, I still had more to do when you left. So I was shocked at really how much was built up there. I think that's a very common experience. Either you find that the space that you thought was going to be most challenging is super, super easy and goes really quickly, or the space that you thought, you know, might be really uh, easy to go through turns out to be very difficult. That's a really common experience. And I think that's one of the reasons that as consultants, we're very hesitant to say, oh, yes, we think this will take this many days or this many sessions because it's just so unpredictable. What were some of the goals that you had? What was the vision of your ideal lifestyle? You know, we talk a lot about vision as being the important first step in in the whole process. Well, I wanted to take control of my paperwork and my records. I've always struggled with what to do with old taxes, what to do with sentimental items, and even just not knowing where things were. We had a few very, very important people die last year. and in our world. It was, you know, heart-wrenching when it happened or when they got sick, but it was even harder when they passed and I was just digging through mountains of photos and going through computers and trying to find these photos that I knew existed and I knew I wanted them to be a part of memorials or just even having memories out on display and I just couldn't find them. And you know, that's part of what led me to knowing I needed to do something. But the vision for this space really was I wanted my office to be a workspace and a workout area. Uh, I wanted to just get rid of a lot of things in there and have a system. 
Uh, I've had a lot of business ideas and ventures that have gone by the wayside or been put on pause. And, you know, all of the tools for those were just sitting around and sitting out in the open. And we're just reminders of things that didn't work out or projects like scrapbooking that, you know, they were a great idea. And I, I had fun while it lasted, but it was kind of a graveyard of <laughs> projects of the past that just didn't ever get completed. Anyways, so yeah, I wanted the office to be a workspace and a workout area. And I wanted to have a few key sentimental items prominently displayed in our living area and give them the value that they deserve. The question, does it spark joy, is a simple one, but not so easy to execute alone. Extend your tidying experience by joining the Spark Joy Club, our online community filled with our clients, fellow listeners, and Kamari enthusiasts ready to support your journey. If you find yourself buried under clothing, stuck on storage, or pointing fingers at untidy housemates or family members, we want to help you finish your tidying journey once and for all. Support the show at the Joy Riser level and receive access to our exclusive virtual community, as well as the Tidy Home Joy Journal, your number one tidying companion. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click on Join the Club to get started. And now back to the show. We had a lot ahead of us. We had um, your home is about two bedrooms, I believe, two baths with a detached garage kind of all laid out on one level, right? It's three bedrooms. Oh, three. <laughs> <laughs> three bedrooms. Forgot about one there. <laughs> yeah. Because we didn't really, I mean, we went in there, but it's a guest room. So oh, that's right. The guest wasn't room. much in there. Yeah. So, you know, 2,000 square feet is a, a lot of space to... Mm-hmm clutter up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The scope of your project depends on that pace of decision-making size of your home and also the volume of clutter. And it's totally normal what you're describing as all of these projects and aspirations showing up. And that's what happens when we confront our things because it really is confronting ourselves, confronting seasons of our life, not necessarily viewing it through a lens of how much I can let go, but how can I put my hands on these things so I'm giving them their due respect, either by displaying them or even just simply knowing that they are away somewhere where I could easily find them. So that was definitely a goal of ours when we were working together. And I feel like you had the challenge of having to make a few sacrifices as you were walking through your tidying process because you are a very busy lady with many, many interests and talents. You're definitely a Renaissance woman. Do you remember like that feeling of having to shift your schedule a bit? If you could share how that kind of impacted your life, making room for this tidying event. The week after we talked, I realized that I had three weeks at home, which is quite rare. And you had the openings in your schedule. So I just decided, let's jump in with both feet and um, get this knocked out in basically two weeks. So we did three Wednesdays in a row which didn't leave a lot of time in between for the homework. Mm-hmm. I definitely, on those weekends, just canceled all plans and told my husband, the homework is what we were doing on the weekends. And I also told all of my business associates that my Wednesdays were booked. And I just tried to clear as many distractions as possible. There were a few that crept in, but you can get out of it what you put into it. And I know that we couldn't just not touch anything in between our sessions. So 
I hope you saw that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <When> you <came laughs> <back again. laughs> and you were great at pulling together your pre-sorts, as I call them. So just pulling together all the reusable bags or all the mittens and scarves together prior to me arriving so we can just kind of go through each pile efficiently and know that you're you're confronting and being more aware of what you have there by removing it from the context of your closet or wherever else they were stored. With all of these challenges, you might have had some time when you felt like you weren't sure if you could go on or if you just wanted to to give up. Did you have any times like that where you really felt like this was maybe not worth all this effort? Well, I don't think I ever felt like it was not worth the effort. I think I really underestimated the amount of time it would take. After the first session, I was pretty much in shock of, you know, it it always gets worse before it gets better. And Mm -hmm. we unearthed a lot in the office. And I really had hoped that that would be a one session thing and very quickly realized that it was (laughs) going to be a lot more than that. So I don't think I felt like giving up. I think I definitely felt overwhelmed. But that was the helpful part about having two more sessions on the schedule. You know, it's paid, it's happening, it's on the books, we have to move forward. So we did. Yeah, that scheduled accountability. And we talked about how you had felt cluttered in your space for quite some time. I think you were saying, or some of the things we were looking at were even from high school, I think we uncovered something from your childhood, when we were going through some of the sentimental items. So that's something also to consider, you know, that we're uncovering things over decades. And so sometimes it does take a bit longer than five hours to really explore your entire life and a bit of an excavation, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the crazy thing is, is that when we moved into this condo seven years ago, we got container store organizing and all of our closets installed before we even moved in. So we've always had the desire to be organized. And my husband is very good at it. I guess one of the funny and embarrassing things is that we had a whole drawer of VHS tapes, which I've always intended to turn to digital. I even bought the system to do it myself. When I finally just said, okay, this has to happen as a part of this process, I found a place that would do them. I would say 75% of the videotapes And for those of you who don't know what a VHS is, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) 75% of them had no label. And I thought, okay, I should go through all of these. And after about 24 hours, I just thought to myself, if I didn't care enough to label it, then I must not have cared enough to know what was on the tape. So I ended up getting the really important things like our wedding and a couple of concerts that I was in converted it took a week for the company to get them back to me. Yeah. And it was so painless. And, you know, things like awards and plaques. And I, I really wanted to be earth conscious. So the, the videos I sent to a company in Seattle that recycled them and the awards and plaques, I found an organization in Wisconsin that you could send them in and pay a fee and they would recycle them for nonprofit youth organizations. So I wanted to make sure I wasn't just filling landfills, but also doing good with those items. Because I think that the one thing that's really stuck with me and the one part of this process that I truly believe in is that every item has a purpose. I think that's why I've held on to so many things is that, you know, I think, oh, I'm going to need this someday. But the truth of the matter is, it's just getting in my way right now and 
creating a, a disruptive environment, but that there are people and organizations that can use these items. And it feels really good to give those away and give those items their purpose back. Well, I definitely think that old media is certainly something that most people really struggle over when it comes to tidying up, because as you said, a lot of those things we just aren't going to ever use again, or we're not going to get our content from those formats. And it's really hard to know what to do. So, and of course, we've spoken about that on this podcast many times, you know, what to do with old media. And luckily, there are places where those things can be donated. But it it certainly is a challenge just to kind of accept the fact that that things have changed and that those old media formats are not necessarily going to bring you joy anymore or even do anything but just get in the way. Right. I mean, even DVDs, we had hundreds of DVDs and some of them still with the price tags on them. And they were movies that we definitely watched and would watch again. But now with all of the streaming services, they're pretty much available. And so I ended up selling them on a website. It was very easy and, you know, made a hundred bucks. Yeah. Fine. They it cost a lot more than that for the DVDs, but I also just had to disengage that part of it. Mm-hmm. Just say the money was spent and the entertainment was the value was gotten out of it. So move on. I love your dedication and your resourcefulness throughout this entire process. And I think it it shows definitely in that media category and not only do these things lose value over time, the longer we put off the task of converting them, the more they either deteriorate quality-wise or the uh, format is just gets more expensive or more complicated to convert. So it's great that you found these careful ways of really moving your things on, even in a way that pays you back. That's awesome. I wanted to also ask you about the progress and how it's impacted your husband and, and also your day-to-day activities. Right, so... I think my favorite story along this journey was the night before our last session. I think my husband has had a particularly difficult day of teaching and I had made piles for him to go through. And there was a stack of cards from some students and they're always precious, but you know, you read them and, and you get it. So I said, I really want you to go through these cards. And he said, just throw them all away. It's fine. I said, well, you've had a hard day at work, I think you should remember that they appreciate you. (laughs) And he opened one of them and there was a hundred dollar gift card to our favorite restaurant in our neighborhood. And (laughs) and he just looked at me and I said, you know, Kristen said we would find a lot of (laughs) gift cards and uncashed checks and bonds. And it's definitely true. That was kind of a fun moment of definitely feeling appreciated, but realizing you do have to touch every piece and say thank you and then toss it. Don't just throw away the pile because you just don't know what hidden treasures might be in there. Sure don't. <laughs> I love that story too. <laughs> like I said before, we just we really love coming home and being in our living room, which is we've redesigned the space uh, to put more of a focus on the sentimental items that, that we identified as wanting to be on display and some of those loved ones that we lost last year, mm. and items from them as well. So they were kind of scattered all over all over the house. We went through a design service, again, to get help, because you just never know what things are going to look like with someone else's trained eye. And we used that as a guide and you know, bought a few key pieces of 
furniture and got rid of some other things that were maybe bulky or just lent themselves to holding clutter. We got rid of about four bookcases actually that just at the end of the tidying process had nothing on them. (laughs) So that was nice. We now have a corner of our room that is completely empty and ready for reimagining. So yeah, it's changed us in that way. And also just thinking about things we bring in. I was one of those people that when I would go to races or expos or anything, and they were giving away all the free items, I would grab them up because you never know when you might need it. Mm -hmm. And now I definitely think twice about bringing anything into my space. And I, I definitely want to have intention and purpose for bringing things in because I know how hard it was to get rid of certain things because of the value I attached to them. Maybe it cost a lot of money or I remembered where I got it. Mm-hmm. But I really think twice about souvenirs and try to make a, a very wise decision on things. And also to think about where it's going to be on display. That's such a good point. So now after working with Kristen for over 15 hours and then doing your own practicing, it certainly sounds like there has been a major transformation in your home. Have you found it different as far as maintaining or keeping things nice and tidy, you know, on a day-to-day basis? I would say that a lot of things are easier because I know where they belong. Uh, I would say that we still have a lot of work to do. And we were just talking over the weekend about, I'm going to be home for a couple of weeks coming up. And we know that we need to get back and do a refresh and finish some projects that were not finished. I think things have been difficult the last few months because I've come home for a day or two to repack and go away again. But I think also just living out of a suitcase has also reframed some things in my life as well. Just knowing what I can live with and live without a few weeks at a time. So I would say that we're not perfect, but a lot of things are better. Uh, I definitely think that maintenance is easier now, but we still need to get all the way there. It sounds like you're headed that way. And I know we sat down in the beginning of our time together and walked through where you were with health, career, finance, relationships, and community, spirituality, and hobbies. Those are all of the tidy wheel of impacts slices that I like to walk through with my clients just to get a read on where you are. And I think it's interesting how almost all of those have been touched by this process now that you're able to put some attention towards these things. One of which is finances. You've definitely mentioned a couple of different ways tidings already paid you back, but you've also found a more efficient way to manage your wardrobe as well. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? So one of the things that brought me to tidying was that I had just gone through or started a weight loss journey in the month before the tidying. And I, like I said, wanted to make the office into a workout area. Along with that was the fact that I had already cleared out clothes, but was getting to a point where I was going to need to do it again. I also found that in a lot of my consulting work, I had a travel outfit and I had a a pair of pants and five or six blouses that I would travel with because they were easy and they were comfortable, but they weren't putting my best foot forward. So I started renting clothing from Gwinnie B, which I think I pay like $70 a month. And I get two pieces of clothing at a time. I generally get dresses. And the thing that I like about it is I'm always trying things new and really finding 
what fits and the colors that I like, but it's a lot of fun every couple of weeks to get those dresses in the mail. And then I don't have to launder them and I don't have to pay shipping. And so they go back they don't clutter my closet. And I think in the six or seven months that I've been doing it, I have bought two pieces that I really got a lot of compliments on and I felt good in. And I felt good about buying them after wearing them a few times. So the best part is as my size goes down, I can change the size on the website and get clothing that fits and fits the season. And I'm now always getting compliments on the fun new dresses that I'm always wearing. So fantastic. It sounds like that's really working for you. And you also were able to meet your style idol too. It's true. Yeah. So one of the books that I told Kristen in my tidying I did not want to part with was a book from the show What Not to Wear, which was always a favorite of mine. And I really love Stacey London, Clinton Kelly. And after the tidying, uh, Kristen remembered that I liked Stacey London and invited me to an event where she was speaking. And I ended up getting up and bearing all, well, my feelings, that is, to Stacey. And she called me up onto the stage and hugged me and I cried. And we had a really great connection about confidence and loving the body you're in and the age you're at and where you are and how to deal with people of younger generations and really coming to terms with your generation and your worth and uh, allowing your style to change along with that. So it was pretty amazing. Thank you, Kristen. Yeah, it was such a special moment. I was so glad I could be there to make that connection happen for you. And it was just so magical and just happened at like the perfect time. And I was so happy for you. And I actually got some of it on video. So I can link that for our listeners in our show notes because Stacy had some great tips that night as well. For sure. And the list goes on and on. But something else we should talk about definitely is your amazing career in running marathons all around <laughs> Chicago and beyond. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that and how that's going. Uh, if it is still going, I know you're thinking about wrapping that up as well. Yeah. So I was just uh, something I started after I lost some weight about 10 years ago and just became the next goal. My next marathon is coming up in April of 2020 in London, England. And I am saying that that is my last one just because the huge time commitment and it's the end of a major goal of running all six world major marathons. So I will keep running. I'll probably go back to half marathons, but it's a pretty amazing community of people and um, a great life lesson on setting goals, figuring out a journey to get there. You know, we did the same thing with tidying, setting up the the sessions and the the Conmary plan to getting there. You know, it's the same thing with life. You can tackle a big project if you figure out a time frame, give yourself a deadline, and write a plan to get there. And it's all with baby steps. Well, this has been so interesting and so inspiring. But of course, you know, at this time, we have to ask you, what is sparking the most joy for you at this very moment? Well, what is sparking joy for me right now is my, what we call our new clutter center. (laughs) We have a new puppy that we adopted on New Year's Eve. And he has one eye and his name is Stevie Wonder. And... (laughs) (laughs) so what's been a lot of fun is I don't really understand Instagram but people keep asking me what his Instagram is so I've been having fun uh, traveling with him and taking pictures of him with 
famous people and cool venues and cities. And um, he's just, he's a sweetheart. He's, he's just a joy to be around. So he is my joy right now. So he does have an Instagram now? He does. Oh, well, we'll definitely want to link to that in the show <laughs> notes for sure. Yes, we love puppies here. It's spark joy. Yeah. <laughs> so before you leave us today, Shelly, thank you so much for sharing all of your just your journey and all of your talents as well. You're so inspiring. We'd love for you to close with a few parting words of wisdom for our listeners who may be struggling to complete their tidying event or maybe on the fence when it comes to considering investing in a Kanmari consultant to help them dig out and choose joy. So when I made the decision to hire Kristen as my consultant, I was sharing with a few close friends who didn't understand why I needed help doing this and why I just couldn't do it myself. And I think the prospect of facing all of these unfinished projects was just overwhelming and you know, just like other parts of my life, just needed a professional to help me. And I think one of my favorite outcomes was being just head down in a box of sentimental items and just going through them. And I would look up at my bookcase and Kristen did some, what I like to call wizardry. (laughs) And um, all of a sudden, the things that I was deciding to keep in my home were beautifully displayed in a very thoughtful manner using exactly what I had as my vision. And so I really was able to concentrate my time on sorting and thanking items and releasing them from my life and not the next step of how do I do this and how do I display this and how do I have a system. So it really was doubling my time and effort because she was making it beautiful and livable while I just had to sort. Beautiful. That is exactly my goal for all of my clients. (laughs) I'm so glad that you really picked up on that, that the point of having a professional is so that you can channel your energy to what's most important, which is making the best decision based on the resources and the information you have in that moment. Well done, Shelly. Well, thanks. (laughs) Part of the excitement of getting started on the tidying journey was that I wanted to be prepared and I wanted to use our time efficiently. So I wrote to Kristen, I said, what do I need to buy? Send me a list at Container Store. Tell me, tell me what I need to get, all the tools. And Kristen just <laughs> said, please don't bring anything else in. <laughs> we will make it work. And I was shocked at where containers and cute little boxes were hiding. And you would be very proud. I've even gone back to the pile of boxes and completely transformed all of my essential oils and reused containers. And I think I just see them in a different way. But, you know, it really was the investment of hiring Kristen. And that was all I needed to get started. I didn't need to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on fancy containers, which I think if I had done it myself, I probably would have. (laughs) And I should point out, I think you returned your alpha hardware that you'd had for (laughs) seven years, I think. And it's actually true. It yeah, there was there was a bunch of hardware that I never used and Container Store took it back and gave me store credit. Yeah. So that was another money-finding adventure. Exactly. Well, you deserve all of the tidying payback there and all of the ways that this whole event really panned out for you in terms of making the investment, recognizing 
that, you know, it's not a sign of weakness or shame or failure that you are unable to connect the dots when it comes to organizing. You recognize it just simply wasn't your strength in that moment and that you would get more by investing in a professional to help you out. And it sure did push you quite far down that road. So we congratulate you and great job. Thank you so much. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about how Kamari has impacted your life. Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and review the show, which helps us reach others along their tidying journeys. To extend your tidying experience, you can join the Spark Joy Club. Visit sparkjoypodcast.com and click join the club to become a member of the Spark Joy community or join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your hosts, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast, is not endorsed by or affiliated with Kamari Media, Inc. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Kamari Media, Inc. or the Kamari Consultant Community.